This is Aviation Careers Podcast, an aviation podcast about living your dream and pursuing an exciting aviation career. Your host, Carl Valeri, has over a decade of experience counseling pilots. Aviation Careers Podcast will help you navigate towards your aviation career goal. Here is your host, Carl Valeri. Welcome to the inspirational, informational, and transparent Aviation Careers Podcast. I'm back from two air shows, see Plana Palooza and Sun and Fun 2018. We've recorded interviews at both events, which you can listen to on the Stuck Mike Avcast. And it's at stuckmikeavcast.com. You know, many of the interviews included careers in the seaplane field and many more. So I highly encourage you to go out there and check those out. But in today's show, we're going to answer some of your questions and also discuss scholarships. Uh, by the way, really, that show was awesome, and I really highly encourage you to listen to Stuck Mike just for those episodes that had to do with Seaplane Palooza and also with uh, the uh, Sun and Fun. What's interesting is you don't realize how many careers there are out there, especially in the seaplanes from Seaplane Palooza. Anyway, as far as uh, announcements are concerned, the, of course, the the coaching we still have that available and uh, that's aviationcareerspodcast.com slash coaching but one of the things we get a lot of questions about is scholarships remember scholarships are for everyone at all levels at all ages and many of the scholarships as we found at sun and fun are set up to help people get into aviation and move forward not just educational for college and for people just starting out so don't forget to apply for some of those scholarships no matter your age or your situation as a matter of fact there's some that are out there you can't even apply for until you're over 40 years old so so make sure you check it out best way to check it out is go online and uh, and review the copy but a couple things came up first of all uh, when we and you can find that at aviationcareerspodcast.com slash scholarships on the tab you know when we published the 2018 scholarships guide we listened to your feedback and began publishing the online version again. I know a lot of people wanted that. So what we did this year, and this is totally different than other years, is we brought the price way down. Uh, For $10, you have access to the online scholarships guide for a full year. It used to be you had to pay $10 per month to have access to that and the other courses. We found many people just wanted access to the scholarships guide, and that's actually what we spend most of our time updating. But anyway, to, to find out more, you can go to the tab there at scholarships, aerospacescholarships.com or aviationcareerspodcast.com slash scholarships. Now, we also made it available in some other formats, and we're continuing to do that, but there's we're having a few growing pains. So the 2018 scholarship book is available on iTunes as an iBook, and in Amazon, the bookstore there, as a Kindle book. If you purchase the Apple iBook, you receive all the updates for the current version of that book. They automatically send you a notification that there's up an update, and you just click on it and update it. If you purchase a scholarships Kindle ebook on Amazon, you re- you get the most current version as the date of purchase, but you're not going to receive the updates throughout the year because Amazon requires you to purchase any updated versions of the ebook. And of course, we want you to have the most current scholarships information. So we didn't know this about Amazon. You can make updates to you know your certain pages, but when you're doing a totally new version, you actually have to purchase that brand new version on 
on Amazon. Uh, so what we want, we want to make sure you have the current information. So if you've purchased the Amazon Kindle ebook just on Amazon, we'll give you one year access to the online scholarships guide from the data purchase. All you have to do is send us a copy of your digital order to feedback at aviationcareerspodcast.com. Again, that's that simple. Just send us your uh, online digital order, and we'll give you online access uh, to the scholarships guide. Of course, the best way to do it, we feel, is to have the most up-to-date version, and that's at our online scholarships guide. But I get it. Uh, most people want to have it on their uh, Kindle device uh, when they're reading it. And of course, the online scholarships guide, we even made it easier. Remember how you used to have to page through different pages, etc.? We've actually, when we update it, in the online scholarships guide, it's actually the PDF file. So you can do everything you want to do just like you do on a PDF file, do searches, etc. And it's clickable. So it has the table of contents. So it's really easy to go through and to figure out you know, which scholarship you want to look for. So anyway, that's what happened there. And uh, for those people that, uh, we, like I said, we didn't realize Amazon was that way with major revisions. Uh, but to make it up to those people who have purchased it, and by the way, most people do purchase it on the Amazon store, uh, just send us your uh, your digital order and we'll, we'll give you access to the online scholarships guide for a year from the date of purchase. All right, so now that we've got all that out of the way, and we are very excited about that. And what one of the things that I think is terrific is the fact that uh, it's been helping so many people outside, just people that are going into it uh, in college or in high school. Uh, so, so anyway, moving on to the episode, uh, one of the things that uh, I want to mention, gosh, and I, I can't believe I never mentioned this before. Maybe I have. But you know when you're listening to this right now, uh, the, you're listening to our podcast, you can actually click on the links in the show notes from your device. So if you're you're actually at the gym or something, if you look at the show notes, you actually can pull it up. Uh, say you're on your Apple, you know, on your iPhone or whatever. Uh, inside the show notes, if your device allows you to display it, which the iPhone does, you can click on the notes and you can click on the links there. So if I mention a link and you want to see it and I say it's in the show notes, you can actually either keep listening or hit pause and then go to the show notes and uh, and click on it, and it'll open it up into your browser. So I'm going to mention in this, uh, well, this isn't going to be a good example because it's a YouTube video, but in our show notes, I have a link to a really cool uh, video at the bottom. But say I'm talking about the scholarships, you can actually click on the links where I say aviationcareerspodcast.com slash scholarships. You can actually click on that. So all those show notes are there. So that's why it's it's important to either do that, look at this online or uh, to use your device that has the links in the show notes. So anyway, let's move on to uh, our next uh, item. And that is actually going to be our, uh, we're going to do some questions here. Quick questions. This is going to be a shorter podcast because I just got back from the air show and I'm wiped out. I know there's a ton of those uh, episodes you might want to listen to. We have, I think it's like seven hours or more of uh, content that you can listen to. Many of the people we talked about, very inspirational about careers. So make sure you check that out. Anyway, let's move on to our first listener mail. And by the way, if you have a question, go to feedback at aviationcareerspodcast.com, send it to us. And what we'll do is we de-identify it. We take out some of the... Uh, some of the things that would identify you even within your question and things that we don't feel we should actually talk about because they're too personal. Obviously, if you want a one-on-one conversation, we have the coaching, which you can find out about there. Anyway, here we go with the first question. Uh, says, I've been enjoying listening to the podcast and the insight offered. As I'm planning on enrolling in a program to begin my pursuit in the industry, 
I have one major obstacle that has me concerned, my prior DUI. Would it be viable to go ahead and begin my program taking on some debt and then put in time to pursue a career in aviation? Or is my already five-year-old misdemeanor going to prove to be a kiss of death, quote-unquote? If I'd be wasting my time and my money chasing a career I won't have a chance of getting hired in, it would rather be invested in pursuing a secondary option. However, it will still be a possibility, just a huge obstacle to overcome. I have no problem dealing with obstacles, as the last five years have been my fair share of them, since, in short, my question is, uh, will a DUI ultimately prove, excuse me, ultimately prove to be the end all to my dreams of being a commercial pilot? Or will it still be a viable option, just a blemish to overcome when I eventually apply? Okay, so let's talk a little bit about that. Um, it uh, It's obviously better to not have it on your record, okay? So we can get that away. Yes, if you're looking at two separate applicants, both applicants are exactly the same, and one has a DUI and one does not, you're probably going to wind up picking the person as a personnel manager that doesn't have the DUI. So yeah, there's going to be a few obstacles to overcome. As far as the, uh, let's look at the majors, the legacies and all that and their hiring. Yes, they will interview you. They will actually bring you in and talk to you. The regionals will also. Most importantly, you have to make sure that you have a good explanation of what happened and also make sure that you, you come across that you've learned something from that DUI. Uh, it's like any arrest, but obviously now you're, you're you know, operating a vehicle, uh, you're operating an aircraft. So one of the things you need to do is convince me as the person interviewing you that you've learned your lesson. Because now I also am taking a risk, you know, from the company side on you in that you do have this DUI and it might give you a little bit of trouble getting across the border in certain countries. So, uh, so no, it's not impossible. You will have a few more hurdles than some, but it's uh, similar to many other hurdles. There's people with all sorts of things in their background. If you received the DUI maybe this year, it'd be an issue. Uh, but uh, if it was five years ago and as it goes on in time, uh, it starts getting further and further away, uh, then it's not as bad. Now, with that said, of course, you want to keep your record clean as much as possible. So make sure you do that. Uh, so no, it's not the kiss of death, but if I was going to say to you it's easy, no, there's going to be some hurdles, of course, uh, that you'll have to overcome. Um, so I hope that answers your question. If you have some more, just uh, send us an email. Anyway, moving on to the next question says, I love your podcast and I'm writing today because I currently flight am flight instructing and I absolutely love it. I enjoy teaching as much as I enjoy flying. That is totally cool. I'm Gosh, I, I feel you, man. This is I one of my favorite things in life was flight instructing, and I would love to get back to it. But uh, this is kind of sort of flight instructing here. I still get to teach people how to pass interviews and stuff like that, and do the career coaching. So I get kind of my kick there. Uh, but anyway, he continues. I'd like to move on to a regional airline, and I was wondering what someone's career track might look like before moving on to a training department. I assume one would need to upgrade to captain and gain some experience on the line. Are there any other considerations? I'm considering applying to an airline that has both a training facility and a cruise base within 30 miles of my home. With other factors such as pay, upgrades, bases, company culture and growth being equal, should I consider the potential for working into the training department when applying? Should I ask about this when talking to recruiters? 
Thanks. Oh, and he says, P.S. I'm fully aware that I may get assigned another base when I'm junior, and upgrades and movement comes with time. I'm looking at some longer-term options to be uh, the deciding factor when choosing an airline to work for. Okay, so let's talk about that. Uh, Airlines do hire people into the training department with not much flying experience. Uh, I'll give you a good example. There are people in the training department that, say, are mechanics, uh, and I had this in my uh, training initially, a mechanic that had experience flying the plane but had a lot of experience working on the airplane, and it was awesome having somebody that knew so much about that airplane uh, and, and could just tell us, hey, listen, this is what the book tells you, but this is how it really works, and this is what you're going to see online, and this is what's going to happen when that system fails or if you have any type of problems with the system. So that's really cool. Uh, as far as your assumption about needing to upgrade to captain uh, before you can move into the training department, actually, the opposite is normally true, and I'll tell you why. Uh, when you go into the training department, there's you are paid based on your current base and position, your equipment and your position. So if you're a captain, you'll be paid captain's pay. So normally, airlines, if they have somebody who's interested in training, they want you in the training department because you'll be a lot less expensive as a first officer. Once you upgrade to captain, now you're more expensive and you're doing the same job. So now they're having to pay you more. So don't don't let that be a consideration. Yes, you can go right into the training department. Should you ask about that when you're talking to the recruiters? Absolutely. And as a matter of fact, you should be talking to them right now. You should be calling these people. Just you know, remember we had Joey on over at uh, at Sun and Fun from Commute Air, and that was great advice. You can talk to anybody at the airlines now. It's really neat. Things have really opened up at the regionals. Go to some of these events and say, Hey, listen, this is what I want to do. I love flight instructing. As a matter of fact, there's jobs out there for strictly for flight instructors. Uh, a good example is I have a friend who he was teaching, uh, or excuse me, flying for an airline, lost his medical because of a heart issue, and then went on to a, you know, a collegiate environment, then to a couple flight schools, and landed a job with flight safety as a sim instructor. And he is happy as a clam because he still loves teaching, he loves flying. You still get your kick in the simulator a little bit flying. Can't get into an airplane because of the medical issue, but he still is in the aviation world. And by the way, making pretty darn good money too. So that that helps right there. So don't just limit yourself to the airlines. There's other other companies out there. But if you want to work for an airline that's close to you, and I, I get it, that makes a lot of sense. Try to get into that airline, letting them know you want to move into the training department. So what does that do to me if I'm sitting on the side, you know, listening to you at your interview, and I have two different people and both same qualifications. One wants to be going to the training department, and we know we need people in the training department. We're probably going to pick you, so definitely mention that in your interview. As a matter of fact, mention anything you're interested in in the interview, because I, I think that's really, really important, is uh, is mentioning all your interests. Some things might work against you, of course, uh, but, but in general, 90% of the things will work in your favor. Uh, if you tell the person in the interview you just want to work one day a month and and that's it, then that might 
be a bit of a stretch, you know. Uh, and obviously, you know, we all hear that's why people go and become airline pilots because they want to work, you know, three days a month and get paid a lot of money. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I'm just joking there. But really, it's important to relate your story to the recruiters and say, this is what I want to do. And you know what? There's a position for everybody at the airlines. I know we've been talking so much about flying, but there's so many cool jobs at the airlines that you can take. I hope that answers your question. If you have any more, remember, email me. Next uh, question, it says, hello, I first want to say thank you for all the hard work you have done on this podcast. It's incredibly helpful in learning about the different paths I could take in the aviation industry. I listen to every episode as soon as they are available. A little bit about me is that I'm 30 years old and I'm ready to change careers. I already have a bachelor's degree in economics, however. I'd like to change careers to either aircraft maintenance or airline pilot. I recently have gone flying a few times with a friend who has a private pilot license, and I'm now hooked on flying. I've looked at several school options and researched what it would take to start my training. The biggest concern for me at this time is that I have a a DWI in my criminal record that occurred in 2009. I deeply regret my error in judgment and have kept my record clean since then. I've searched through many pilot forums and information on the web, but I cannot get a definitive answer as to whether this is on my record will prevent me from working as a pilot for a major or legacy airline. Uh, By the way, the forums online, although they can be great, they also uh, can be detrimental because you can get some really bad information on those forums. So I'm glad you're reaching out. uh, And uh, also, I think it's really important, too, to talk to some of the airlines and the airline recruiters and ask them. Um, anyway, I'm going to continue on here. It says, as far as I can tell, I will be automatically considered rehabilitated by the Canadian government by the time I meet the minimum qualifications for a regional airline. This will allow me to enter that country without applying for temporary permission. However, I desperately want to know whether my criminal background will make me not employable by a major airline. My biggest fear will be to finance my training with student loans and receive my ratings only to discover that no major airline or regional airline will hire me. I really love to hear your wisdom on this issue. Thanks for all you and your co-hosts do to help everyone further their aviation career. Well, I answered this question before, uh, but it, it's true. The further away you get from that DUI, the better. Uh, and and again, just like I said before, it's uh, if there's two applicants, of course, they're going to look at the person uh, that doesn't have the DUI, similar qualifications than the person that does. Uh, but yes, I mean, it's not impossible uh, we do interview people even at the majors and the regionals uh, that have a DUI in the past. What happens is, you know, if, if we have a, a, an abundance of applicants, and of course, uh, we, we might filter out anybody that does have that DUI. So is it going to be easy? No. Uh, will you be able to get into an airline? Yes. Um, but you're going to have to be able to explain yourself as to why that happened. So uh, I hope that helps. Uh, is it impossible? No. Is it tougher? Yes. Uh, but, uh, and that's just, you know, that's a decision you'll have to make on, on your own. Uh, and obviously we have coaching. We can talk about those, uh, specific things online. The other thing too is, you know, discussing things like your medical, et cetera. Uh, but, uh, and that, that, by the way, the medical thing, I have some really good references for people that are, have, have interest in trying to figure out what they can do with their medical. Uh, and, uh, and I tell you, it's really good to consult with one of these people, uh, and we're going to probably have one of them on the show about, hey, if I have a medical or say I have a DUI, that means I'm going to have a problem getting my medical, right? Well, let's ask them. Let's talk that through. Uh, so there's other people that do a lot of coaching out there that are really trying to help you.
So appreciate the question. Hopefully that's answered it. Uh, anyway, moving on to our next question says, hello, Mr. Carl, I'm 21 years old and I'm current holder of an FAA ground instructor certificate. I live in the island of Antigua in the Caribbean and have been following flight training group online called M0A. I sent them an email today explaining that I really want to become a professional pilot and work for an airline. It's been my dream ever since. So far, it's almost been a year since I received my ground school certificate, and I've worked hard to save as much as I can to do my practical flying lessons this year, this summer in 2018 in the United States. Sorry, it's not the ground instructor certificate. It was ground school certificate. Uh, I'm almost there, but I still need to save some more to at least get my private pilot lesson, uh, license. M0A referred me to you. They told me that you help students get sponsored to, uh, sponsorship to complete their flight training, so I'm kindly asking if there's any way you can assist in finding me a sponsor. I've tried getting scholarships here in Antigua, but because I'm from Jamaica and not Antiguan, I can't get it. So it's been very difficult. If you can assist in any way, at least to find me a sponsor so I can at least do the commercial training when I come up to this summer, I greatly uh, appreciate that. I can always come back home and work and save up to do my ratings and apply for a job to fly. Thanks in advance and God bless. Thanks so much for that question. And uh, yes, we do help people try to find uh, sponsorships. Uh, unfortunately, we don't have a, a ton of time. Of course, we do it through our coaching services. And uh, and that's uh, you can sign up for the coaching there. We can help you through that. Uh, as far as the sponsorships and uh, through the scholarships guide, we have more and more uh, Caribbean-based scholarships that are coming into play, and also uh, by uh, sponsorships, also those scholarships are available to uh, citizens throughout the world. Not all of them, uh, obviously. There are certain requirements, but some of those are for people that are here in the U.S. doing their training. As far as doing the training in other countries, they're out there, and we're trying to find more of them. So uh, so basically, specifically, if you're looking for something, uh, a scholarship or a sponsorship for the, for the actual uh, private or commercial, et cetera, that's out there. In general, uh, there's many different organizations uh, through the Caribbean-based initiative, through many different uh, avenues that you can try to find those those type of things. And we're going to keep looking for you. So, uh, yes, uh, they're out there. Is it going to be easy to find? Eh, no, because obviously the market's bigger uh, in certain other countries for scholarships like Australia, Great Britain, etc. cetera. Uh, but don't give up hope. They, they are out there, and we will try to, try to work as much as we can to find some for you. So start looking around uh, at some of these Caribbean initiatives, and uh, especially in Jamaica, there's been some scholarships. Uh, if you're a Jamaican citizen, that's that's come up. Uh, so we will definitely start putting our feelers out for you. Appreciate the question. Uh, let's see. Another question comes in, says, I've been listening to the podcast for about three months now, and I'm fully caught up. Thanks for putting this podcast together as the information provided is invaluable. I currently hold a private pilot in airplane single-engine land and airplane multi-engine land with an instrument rating. Getting ready to take my commercial single-engine land in two weeks and commercial multi-engine land add-on the following week. When I'm finished, I'll have just under 400 hours total time and a job already lined up to fly skydivers in a 206 this summer, with the goal of being hired by a regional airline by the end of the year. I do not have a college degree, but I'm highly motivated to obtain one so I can advance my career in the future. My question, when I go back to school, preferably online, while flying 121, can my ratings slash certifications be used towards college credits? 
Thank you for your time and the great stuff you bring to Aviation Careers Podcast. Hey, thanks for that question. That It was a, a really good one. Uh, the, uh, the answer to that question, it depends. Uh, yes, there are schools that will allow you to credit your ratings uh, towards certain classes. And one thing you have to do is make sure that at the school you're looking at, that's a question you have to ask. It's, you know, in general, uh, not just with aviation, but that's the question you need to ask no matter what school you go to or college you go to in general, is say, hey, what can I credit towards my degree? And uh, in that online degree, yes, you nor- I shouldn't say it. there. Most of the time, you'll see that there's some credit towards your, uh, toward your degree program. So uh, ask that question in the programs you're looking at. Uh, so, uh, yes, you can do that. So great, great question. I really, really appreciate that one. Uh, let's see. got time for one more question. This is actually uh, interesting in that um, we have... Uh, somebody who had an interesting situation. So I'm gonna. It's a. It's a story. So I'm gonna kind of summarize it for you. But uh, we'll go through it here. I'm enjoying your aviation careers podcast. It's so encouraging to receive inside info about airline pilot careers, from how bidding schedules were to glimpse of an airline pilot lifestyle. Thank you so much for what you do with the podcast. You and your guests are a great resource of information and inspiration to me. I'm 36 years old and have known what I want to pursue this career since I was a toddler. My parents met in the Air Force, and I grew up outside the former McClellan Air Force Base when it was in an active base. My eyes were toward the skies as I would see fighter jets flying around, and I was especially amused by the sight of a humongous C-5 galaxy that will often fly over from Travis Air Force Base to practice in the pattern at McClellan. I also have family that lives in central Illinois, and when I could get to ride in airlines to visit, my face would be glued to the window throughout the flight. My path to a career has been quite rocky and slow going. I don't know of the services such as your career coaching when I, I was getting started. I didn't know of those services. The internet was only getting started while I was in high school. Uh, you know, it's interesting what you said about your face glued to the window. My first trip uh, from Newark over to uh, Wash, Seattle, Washington, where I lived as a child, uh, it, it was my mom told me that I had my face also glued to the window, just, just amazed looking outside. And, and here it is over 50 years later, and I still have my eyes set outside the window, glued to that same airline window. But I have a better view because I'm sitting in a seat up front, which has many more windows. So really that, that childhood love of aviation still does stay with you, no matter how old you are. Uh, anyway, he goes on to talk about uh, his journey, and there's some really personal things in here, so I'll just summarize. Uh, had gone through school uh, during 2000, 2008, and things got worse in the industry, and currently uh, had some ups and downs, and, and it wound up now being employed at, a, at an FBO, okay, a fixed-based operator. And in, uh, he continues with uh, the letter, and I'm not going to describe the other things, but he continues, The rocky path continues as I try to find a reputable and affordable flight school to complete and retry of my CFI while raising an amazing son who is now two and a half years old. I'm so encouraged by what is taking place in the airline industry right now, and I'm so eager to attain the necessary flight time qualifications and experience. I currently have 430 hours of total time, of which 117 are multi-engine. I have a commercial pilot certificate, airplane single-engine land, and airplane multi-engine land with an instrument air uh, rating. Until recently, I was uncertain where I wanted to end up in a professional pilot career. 
between business aviation and airline aviation. I love both aspects. But within the past year, something clicked in me as I dreamed of an airline route, especially as salaries at the regionals have improved among other exciting reasons. I perceive a quality of life as a husband and father more compatible in the airline pathway. Since the 1,500-hour rule was implemented, it suddenly seemed out of reach to achieve my lifelong dream career. Then I started receiving information cards from airlines and training academies that gave me a new perspective that is still within reach. Here's my status today. I was pleased to learn about Commute Air from listening to your podcast, and I've also discovered Air Wisconsin, who appears to have a similar culture. And I also hear great things about SkyWest Airlines. All of these are great airlines, by the way. I was also inspired by your networking advice to create and order contact cards. I never thought of them for personal career networking use. It's a great idea. Um, contact cards, you know, business cards, that kind of thing. Someone has recently offered to front $5,000 towards my CFI training. Uh, congratulations, by on the way, on that. I'm eagerly and patiently waiting for a Cessna 414 that my company owns to come back online for maintenance in which I will get the opportunity to train a second-in-command for Part 135 charter. charter. excuse me. That's awesome. I'm going to attend an upcoming SkyWest job fair uh, in San Francisco, and I'm going to apply for Air Wisconsin Airman Trainee as I establish a consistent means of building flight time. I hope my story is an inspiration to you and not just a humdrum of my struggles. My struggles have only provided a foundation of strength that I look forward to paying forward the generation of pilots behind me. Thanks again for the inspiring work you do. I'd be glad to receive any advice you think I should hear. Have a fantastic day. Well, I love what you said there in that, you know, the your struggles you should explain. I try to explain them here. I try not to get too negative, of course, um, but we all have struggles. And I really like the fact that you're looking to pay it forward in future generations. And uh, and everybody asks me that, why do you do what you do? Is is uh, Hopefully it will inspire someone to do the same into helping others that are out there. Uh, I think you're on the right path. I know through your career you've had a, a couple failures you mentioned, which we didn't really talk about, but, but it can happen. The 1,500-hour rule, um, honestly, that uh, shouldn't be that big of a hurdle because if once you start flying a lot, especially you start flight instructing, you should be able to get over that 1,500-hour that hurdle there uh, without having a degree. There's many different options out there, many places that you can talk to, and I love the fact that you're actually discussing this with the different airlines. You're going to these job fairs, but more importantly, you're, you're talking to people online. I might make a suggestion. Start getting involved in social media. Uh, for anybody that's listening that wants to get to an airline, one of the great ways to find out more about the airlines is to ask them directly. Instead of going online to these forums, instead of going online and getting some misinformation, why not ask the person that's hiring people? Ask Commuter, SkyWest, Air Wisconsin. Ask them directly because you know what? They want to hear from you. As a matter of fact, if you look at LinkedIn, so if you look at an airline, you'll, you'll see they have a business page. But you also notice that a lot of airline pages have pilot recruiting train uh, pages. They have pilot recruiting pages, and they also have flight attendant recruiting pages and mechanic recruiting pages, or just general recruiting pages. And they, they have all these different uh, things that you can go to, which is really awesome. I, 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 I love this fact that they're doing that now. Uh, like I said, things have really trained, and they're reaching out through social media. Um, you know, there's some on Facebook, but it seems that a lot of them like to use LinkedIn. 
we obviously like to have them on the show, so you can talk directly that way. And uh, you know, I know I get more and more requests lately from from the airlines to come on and talk about their recruiting events and what they're doing to hire people. Uh, it's a little bit of a process. I know people say to me, "Hey, Carl, you know, I'd like to have that airline. Can you ask them on uh, it?" And I can. Uh, you have to understand that most of all this information has to go through their corporate communications, and it could take like months before we can actually have them on as a guest because we have to go over certain things uh, and make sure that we say everything properly. Because a lot of these new programs they have, they, they can't announce them sometimes till a certain date and time. So we have to make sure that we don't even release the episode until the actual day that that's out there. Um, but as far as, you, uh, as this question is concerned and all your struggles, I think that's, that's awesome that you keep trying and you have some great stories to tell. Uh, is it going to be easy? No, but you know, is, whatever is worth it isn't easy a lot of times. And, and honestly, this is just it's so much fun, this career. And as you know, uh, just flying is absolutely terrific. So uh, I really commend you on what you're doing towards moving forward. And uh, and the suggestion of getting a flight instructor certificate is a good one because you can build so many hours, especially right now uh, in in the world, especially where you are. Uh, there's there's a lot of training that goes on, and uh, for those folks in the nicer weather areas or the big metropolis, you can make quite a bit of money doing the flight instructing. Uh, anyway, thanks so much for that question, and uh, I really appreciate everybody's questions that have come in. Uh, don't forget, we also, in the show notes, now talking about the show notes again, uh, we have the ability to link to different items within the show notes. So the, some of those things I mentioned, you can link to. So don't forget to try to do that uh, on your listening device uh, or on your iPhone, whatever, however you listen to this podcast, whether it's online, etc. Go out there and check it out. Uh, also, there's a real cool thing out there uh, called Flyby. Uh, it's by AOPA. They do these videos on on YouTube. It's Flyby Sun and Fun 2018, and it was, I really enjoyed it. Very inspirational. Paul Harrop usually does those. And uh, he actually was injured during an air show. One of the air shows we did was Sebring. And he's not quite back yet, but we can't wait. We miss you, Paul, by the way. And uh, hopefully he's listening. And he does a terrific job. Flyby is really cool. They're shorter videos. They're inspirational. And they have some really neat edits and some really neat flying. So check that out. It's going to be at the bottom of the show notes. Uh, I, if you click on it, it's going to go to YouTube and start playing. So you don't want to listen to that at the same time you listen to me. Uh, anyway, if you have questions, again, feedback at aviationcareerspodcast.com. If you have any comments, that would great be great. Any stories that would be uh, interesting to our listeners, please do that. A short story that would be great. Uh, and make sure you make it generic uh, so I don't have to pull out too much of the personal information. We like to protect your privacy, of course. And going back to the scholarships guide, by the way, thanks so much for the feedback. It's Things, it, it's really, uh, there's good and bad about the scholarships guide for me. It's really starting to sell a lot. And we've, you know, obviously made a few mistakes along the way. We're trying to make things as good as we can for you and thought about putting it on Amazon. That'd be best thing to do. And then realize that when we said, hey, you know, you'll get all the updates. Well, Amazon doesn't do that. Major updates they won't do. So what we're doing is obviously uh, this year offering, uh, you know, the one year of access to our online scholarships guide. And if it wasn't for you writing in saying, hey, we want to see the scholarships guide again, uh, okay, it's out there. And uh, it's only $10 for one-year access. That is the most up-to-date version. And when you go in there, 
it's made up like a course, so you can read through how to use the guide and all, and then you can look at the last chapter of that course, and that's the actual scholarships guide. It's in a PDF format. It's You can open it. You can click on it. You can do searches just like you do on a PDF file, and it makes life so much easier. We can immediately do updates, which is really cool. So I really feel proud of this product because now uh, the people that are in the scholarships guide offer over $50 million of scholarships through their organization and grants and that type of thing and loans, et cetera, but mainly scholarships and grants. And during Sun and Fun, we tried to add a million dollars of scholarships. From what I can tell, uh, we didn't quite make it to the million dollar mark. We made it to about 700,000, but even still, I'm so glad we were able to add that many scholarships to the scholarships guide. Uh, so if, you, if you're somebody listening right now, make sure you look at that and make sure you check it out because uh, it is something that can help everybody. Lots of organizations want you to get back into flying. So one thing I want you to do is is take a look at your life and you know before you leave this episode think about what you've had in your past struggles in your life and in your career and and think about what you did to move forward in your career and with your life and and when you look back that should give you inspiration right now to move forward from here you've overcome those things you've heard other people over, overcome some incredible uh, challenges in their life on this podcast. And I think that you can do it. I know you can do it. You just have to look inward and gain the strength to move forward. I know you can. And what you can do right now is take one step so that you can move forward in your career. Maybe that's looking back and reflecting on those struggles and saying to yourself, you know, I can do this. I definitely can do this. Maybe it's getting prepared for your interview and you've had, say, a, a challenge in the past, a failure in the past is preparing for that interview to explain to people how you've changed since then. Or maybe it's trying to find money and sponsorships. Do it. Get get on it right now. When you stop this show, when you're if you're listening in the car, you're you're at working out, whatever it is you're doing, stop this and go and do it right now. If you can't do it now, write it down, make a note to yourself. I do this all the time. I put notes on my phone and then I go back and I look at it later. Remember those links I was telling you about? I put those links out there and I put them as bookmarks and then I go read it later. Well, folks, I really appreciate you listening. Don't forget to check out stuckmikeavcast.com, those episodes from the air shows. We talked a lot about careers. We'll talk to you next episode and safe flying. You have been listening to Aviation Careers Podcast, an aviation podcast about living your dream and pursuing an exciting aviation career. This aviation podcast is produced by the Valeri Aviation Corporation. Although host or guests may receive compensation for products and services discussed in this podcast, compensation never influences our opinion. Before purchasing any product or service, you should always do your own research. Music by Billy Wheeler. All rights reserved.